0: Welcome to Breaking Business, the podcast that disrupts
1: traditional thinking on the topics of marketing, websites, and more. Presented by ArtonicWeb.com. Now, here's your host,
0: Matthew Harper. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business, and I'd like to welcome Danielle Edwards to the podcast today.
1: Thanks, Matt. It's nice to be here.
0: And Danielle is Artonic's project manager currently and in the past has served as Artonic's marketing manager. And before that was Artonic's first marketing employee.
1: Many, many years ago. <laughs>
0: so Danielle is very knowledgeable uh, in the areas of digital marketing and, um, and and search engine optimization and what goes into all of this. So today we're going to actually be talking about uh, what goes into digital marketing uh, budgets, um, and what are some of the aspects of that that you should be aware of just to budget for it and and plan for um, these uh, marketing initiatives. So,
1: Yeah, we just kind of want to discuss um, the costs of digital marketing so you can better understand what those costs are and why they are.
0: So let's just start out by talking about something that um that we have talked about with many prospective clients over the years and that is determining a budget you know i think the the question that we seem to get fairly often is how much does it cost which we've answered in in i think our our last uh podcast and also um on our website a little bit we have some pricing information about how much does it cost but but that's not really the question if if it's if it's Pepsi that we're going to be doing marketing for, then th- those costs are going to be different than if it's, uh, you know, a, a local uh, restaurant, for example. So um, it's it's all relative, and um, but it's largely based on revenue.
1: Yeah, the annual revenue should determine your marketing budget. So let's say you're less than five million in revenue a year. Your marketing budget should be between seven and eight uh, percent. This will vary by industry. Some industries we've seen twice that, even. Um, but that's that's a good baseline, a good baseline to start at.
0: And and if you're over five million, um, what does that look like, Danielle?
1: Well, as you grow, actually, in your revenue. You can get away with a smaller percentage of a marketing budget than you can when you're at five million or less, and it's not significant. Uh, five to ten million, we're looking at about six to seven percent. A one ten to one hundred million, we're looking at about five to six percent.
0: So as a company's revenue um, is higher, then the percentage of revenue that a company spends on their marketing budget tends to be. Less
1: that's correct,
0: so what happens if a company doesn't have an adequate budget um, for um or they're not spending uh, money on marketing efforts what what are some of the consequences of that?
1: You're really damaging your roi if you choose to not invest in your business um, a marketing budget actually sets your business up for success. The other major key to not having a marketing budget or an adequate marketing budget is that your competition has an open door to come in and snatch your customers away from you. And that's, that's a big deal in, in some very highly competitive markets.
0: Well, and, and I think you know, f- for most businesses, y- you want to grow. You know, you want to grow the business, you want to grow revenue, you want to um have more control over um what products or services you're offering in the future or even what uh wh- what which clients you want to be working with. And um and so marketing is is a way to achieve all those things as well. Um so let's talk a little bit about um what does a, you know, a custom digital marketing campaign look at? Because that's what we do here at Artonic. That's one of our primary uh, areas of focus is, uh, is custom digital marketing campaigns for businesses of all types, but primarily um, you know, medium-sized businesses. But what does that mean?
1: Sure. Um, custom. That means that one size does not fit all. That means that your marketing campaign is completely created around you, your goals, your target audience, what you are want to see, the results you want. That is what custom means. And it's just like putting together a custom hot rod or a bike. You know, somebody might want to go on a lot of long journeys, and that will affect the look and the feel of the bike versus someone who's going to be racing the bike.
0: And so on the flip side of that, um, what does it mean if, you know, what is a, I guess, a a template or, um, um, you know, a a marketing campaign that's the same for everybody? What, What might be an example of something like that?
1: A campaign that is not customized for your business is going to look just like your competitors' campaigns. In fact, um, I remember maybe two years ago, I was doing a little bit of research on one of our dental clients. And um, I looked into his competitors and found that he had duplicate content across not only his website but social media and there were dentists in many different areas of the country that all had the exact same website, the exact same social media posts, the exact same blog topics and blog articles and when you pay for a marketing campaign that doesn't cost very much and that is not customized, that's what you get. You don't get anything that's unique or authentic and you know that's a big deal in this day and age when branding is so important
0: yeah i think it's you know all businesses want to be well should want to be unique from their competitors and you know if if somebody does a search online to find a new dentist for example and and they're searching for dentist in a specific geographic area and the websites that they pull up all look similar and all have the same content on them, and all have the same message on them. There's nothing to differentiate one from the other. And you're leaving that that visitor um, in a in a state of not being able to determine which direction to go. And you know let's let's just continue to use the dental industry as an example. Um, you know i've we've at our tonic, we work with a lot of dentists. Um, and do a lot of marketing for, for a lot of dentists and have built a lot of dental websites. And certainly we, we have found that no two dentists are alike. Um, they all have different areas of specialty. They all have different personalities. They all have different office environments. And these are ways to capitalize on the uniqueness of, those, of each office, of each dentist. And, you know, I think for dentists, they're not. you know, dentists should not try to attract every single person that's looking for a dentist. They should try to attract the clientele that is going to connect with them and their values and their office. And so a way to achieve that is through marketing and marketing yourself as a unique individual um, and not just putting the same thing out there that everybody else has.
1: Right, your ba- brand is really uh, how you connect with your target audience. And when that connection, um, that relationship is not unique from any other of your competitors' you know relationships with them, there is no reason for them to stay with you.
0: So when you're looking for a, a digital marketing agency or, or any type of marketing agency or person for that matter, to work with. Um, What are some of the things that that somebody should take into consideration uh, when seeking out the right agency or the right marketer to work with?
1: Um, Talent actually is an important factor to look into. If your marketer is not a marketer at heart this is my own belief then you're not going to get an awesome campaign if you have an individual that's not interested really in you or your business um, then you are going to suffer talent is important for digital marketing, um, there are a lot of requirements. You, you have to wear a lot of hats. And the combination of being technical and being creative, it's a rare combination. It's hard to find in people. Um, not only that, but people that are technical, creative, and can interact with clients and have a, a service-oriented attitude that is very difficult to find. So as a marketing agency, when we're trying to staff our marketing department, uh, we have to really dig through the pile of applicants uh, out there to find people that really are talented. And those people, they'll cost more because everybody wants them.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for us at Artonic, we don't um, we don't really compete on price per se. We compete on on you know on our talent. We compete with on uh, on our value, and on the results that we can deliver. And um, when it comes to uh, bringing on marketing staff, you know we want to hire the best people that we possibly can for our clients. But in order to do that, in order to find and hire good talent in what is a very competitive industry, um, especially uh, when we are at an unemployment rate uh, in Michigan here that's at a, uh, a something like a ten-year low, um, unemployment hovering around I don't know five or six percent, something like that. That's awesome. And so you know to find the the right people to perform the work for our clients, uh it's a very exhausting process and mm-hmm. um but the the you know, the main thing is that good people um cost more than people who are novices or don't really know what they're doing. And so, you know, when you're talking about what you know, if if you if you make your evaluation of which company to work with, which digital marketing agency to work with based on their hourly rate, um, you know, that's that's something that
1: you could be shooting yourself in the foot, pretty much.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's not a bad baseline to look at. And, and I'll give you an example, because we had a client that um, that actually we did fantastic work for. It was a very successful campaign. Um, we had doubled this this client's traffic over a period of um, about 12 months. And the the client wanted to try to find a way to continue doing that work at a lower cost and so they they left artonic they went somewhere else and the place that they went to had an and they told me they told me where they were going and so I, of course I looked into them and I found that they had an hourly rate of $55 an hour and $55 an hour is is uh I mean I don't know a digital marketing agency in this country that can survive by charging fifty five dollars an hour for the work, I mean,
1: let's just say it was a red flag.
0: It was a major red flag, and after looking into it further, uh, it was pretty clear that they were outsourcing their their SEO work overseas, probably to India, because that's where there's a lot of availability, and in very inexpensive availability. And so, after working with this um, this this local company, but that was outsourcing their work overseas. Um, after three months, we ran an audit on their account and found that they had dropped, uh, they had lost about 150 rankings for the keywords that we were tracking for them. Uh, these rankings, those were gains that we had made, and, and they had lost them um, by, by going with this other company. And, and probably because they were doing some things that were not very ethical in terms of marketing, and they got penalized for it.
1: Well, when you cut costs and you cut corners, then you damage your online reputation. And that's what happened with this client. They did more damage by trying to save a few dollars than than ever was necessary, really.
0: And after working with that company for, I think, maybe eight months, something like that, they um, realized their mistake, and uh, they they came they they called us up and said, "Hey, we well, you know can we come back to our tonic because we were right. actually happy with the results we saw. We just were trying to um trying to cut back on some of our costs, which is you know understandable. But um you know there's there's better ways to cut back on costs than mm-hmm. to to just go with the lowest priced option." Um and, and as Danielle mentioned, you tend to end up shooting yourself in the foot sometimes when you do that, so in fact, they would have been better off not not paying anybody for mm-hmm. that eight month period of time um than they were going with the company that they went with, so we're happy to, um, to be working towards uh, getting this client back on board with us, which looks like it's going to happen here next week, and uh, very happy to, um, to try to turn things back around for them and, um, and get them back to where they were. but it's just, it's just you know we try to use examples on this podcast. we try to use real life examples um, to demonstrate some of the things that we 're talking about because I think when you talk about everything in theory. It doesn't always, um, you know, it doesn't always sink in, or or it's not always um, something that is as easily believed.
1: It's not so. very relatable when you're talking about abstract concepts, you know, versus real life and what what has actually happened here at Artonic, and we've had quite a few interesting clients over the years. Um, but I guess we we started talking out about talent. And I think that kind of dovetails nicely with quality and the quality of the agency that you're working with. And this isn't just your marketing team, but the entire agency as a whole. Is it a reputable firm? Is it uh, an award winning agency? Are the employees educated in their industry? And do they have experience? Quality is so important, and I, I feel that we've we've already kind of covered this by giving the example of an off or um, overseas SEO company versus a high quality company. Um, But, you know, you get what you pay for. You just, I can't really stress that enough, especially when you're talking about your online reputation. If uh, you're going to invest money in a low-quality campaign, you're going to pay for it some way.
0: Well, another aspect of this is that um, here at Ertonic, we take uh, continuing education very seriously. And we happen to be in an industry that moves at the speed of light. I mean, the, <laughs> yes. the 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 changes in SEO and inbound content marketing and... Digital
1: marketing um, across all spectrums. You know, as Matt said, inbound now is a huge thing where SEO used to be huge. And before that, um, black hack tactics were huge. <laughs> so... When your industry moves the way that ours does, keeping up with that, it's it's time intensive and it costs our agency.
0: Well, and I just want to mention that our tonic has never embarked in black hat techniques. but um, <laughs> No, I but, didn't but mean we, that. But we have cleaned up a lot of um, black hat uh, messes from other marketers, um, for, for clients that have come to us and, um, they were working with a marketing agency in the past and they, uh, were, were conducting a lot of black hat techniques or techniques that, um, that are shortcuts that Google, um, looks at as spammy tactics and shortcut tactics. And as a result, over the past few years, they have started to, um, crack down on that. that, Yeah. yeah, And, and, and penalize people. And so when some we've had clients that have come to us with all kinds of penalties and we've had to um clean that stuff up. So, you know, continuing education is an important aspect of what we do and, and in an industry that moves so fast we have to invest in that quite a bit. And so, you know, those costs are, are costs that we have to charge for on on some front you know you you don't want a marketing agency that um that isn't investing in in continuing education for their employees and um and as a result the the companies that uh the agencies out there that do invest in ongoing education are the ones that are going to probably cost a little bit more but again it's all relative you know um there's some companies that charge for their marketing campaigns on an hourly basis there's other agencies that do it on a project basis but if you you know most agencies i think are still on the hourly basis and if you're paying a company for a specific number of hours for their internal marketers to work on your account um you know whether it's let's just say it's 20 hours that 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 an agency is putting into your account you know, that 20 hours is going to look very differently based on whether or not it's experienced marketers or, um, or inexperienced marketers working on that. So, um, you you know, it's not just a matter of hourly rate. It's not just a matter of how many hours you really have to look at, at a company as a whole and see how are they providing those services to their clients? And what are they doing to ensure that, um, that, that, you know, that, that an agency's clients are going to be successful.
1: Okay, Matt, that is a great transition into another factor of marketing costs, which is time, the time it takes to craft, uh, develop, and execute an excellent marketing campaign. It takes time. And I think people want immediate results I, I don't think that I know that, especially in this day and age. That's why, as we were talking before, black hat techniques um, are so heavily in, invested into because they do produce quick results. Unfortunately, recovering from the damage that, that those tactics have on your campaign, I, it obliterate, obliterates all of the short-term yeah, that's, that's
0: what, you know, that's why you, people sometimes make that mistake, you know, even if sometimes they know it in the back of their head that, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, work with this company, but they're but they're guaranteeing, you know, these results. They're going to guarantee I'm going to be first on, on the first page of Google for this keyword and uh, and if if they don't achieve that, then I don't pay them anything. So how could I go wrong? And then you pay them, you know, they, they achieve those results. You pay them that money, they disappear. And two weeks later, Google penalizes you and you're nowhere to be found. And so that's kind of the, you know, one of the dangers there, but, but going back into the time aspect of things, um, it does take, you know, like, like most things worth doing in life, marketing campaigns are front end loaded, just like website projects are front end loaded, just like Almost anything is front-end loaded because if you're executing a strategy without a great plan behind it, you're setting yourself up for failure before you've even started. And so, you know, our philosophy here at Artonic is that we take the, the appropriate amount of time to strategize and to plan, whether it's a website or whether it's a marketing campaign, because with the right plan up front, everything else goes very smoothly and um, and and we know what to expect along the way.
1: One quote that I found um, by a doctor, Tony Alessandra, is, in selling, as in medicine, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. And what that means uh, to our tonic is that we're not going to start your marketing campaign without doing the research necessary to structure that campaign.
0: And and just to give an example of that, we had a lead come to us not too long ago where um, a, a local business uh, wanted to um, revamp their website. They are a retail store. They have an online store that is only seen very moderate success. The The retail store is, is going fantastic, but they want to try to do more business online. And so they thought, well, maybe if we redo our website, we'll have better online success. And so they came to us with uh, with the idea of, uh, or with the um, the request for a proposal to rebuild their website. And as we looked at their website and all the products that they were selling, We had to ask the question, well, what are people online, which may be different than people walking into the retail store, what are people online actually interested in? Which products are going to grab the attention of people? Which products should we be um, promoting on the homepage of this website? And the client did not know the answer to those questions because, no research had been conducted to find those answers. And so instead of just shipping out a proposal for X amount of dollars to rebuild a website, we we suggested to this client that instead we conduct a three month PPC campaign, pay-per-click advertising campaign on Google, and we use that campaign to run different ads for different products using different keywords, and this, I mean this is a very this would be a very well defined PPC campaign, very short term, but based on the results of that, we would find out what people are actually interested in, and so that's just another aspect of taking the time to do things properly up front, strategize properly up front. And not just rush into, you know, writing content or building links or you know whatever the case might be. Um, sometimes those are the right routes for people, but um, but you have to take the time up front to strategize. And I think it really comes in more into play when we talk about inbound.
1: That's true. Uh, to consistently build a good relationship with your audience, you really have to get to know them. And that takes a lot of research, a lot of time, investment. Inbound is an excellent example of this. And
0: when when we're talking about inbound, we're talking about inbound content marketing, which um, is kind of a, sort of a new thing. It's not really that new, but it's still, most businesses are not doing this, which uh, which is kind of mind boggling because of the uh, long-term benefits of doing it are are just incredible. Mm -hmm. But I I think what Danielle is starting to allude to are um, developing personas and, and, and the time that goes into that.
1: Developing personas, developing your target audience, understanding your target audience. And just as a marketing budget is just a business basic, understanding your target audience is also a business basic that many business owners overlook, and I don't. I don't understand. I have worked with so many clients um, when they first get to Artonic, and you know, I'm just getting to know them, getting to know their business. And my question is, who is your target audience? And they have no idea. They want it to be everyone. That's that's a great. And very common response to who is your target audience? Everybody, five to five hundred years old, um, men and women, married, single, 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 it doesn't matter. But that's not true. You're not selling to everybody. Artonic does not sell websites to pre-K teachers or to preschoolers
0: yeah and so you know and maybe maybe one out of a thousand you know leads that we get falls into some obscure category, but you know when when we're talking about marketing initiatives, we don't want to market to one person. We want to hone in on the audience that's going to best respond to the marketing campaign that we put forward. The
1: audience that actually is going to connect with your product the it's an audience that finds value in what you do. Instead of looking at everybody and targeting everyone equally, people that are interested in your product offering and people that are not, it's much better to find out who is interested, who can benefit the most, and then target only that audience.
0: And so, you know, when we're when we're looking at um, when we're talking about defining personas and maybe doing some. Some PPC advertising to um, generate some better data about what people are actually looking for. Uh, you know, we don't like to guess. Um, you know, sometimes we have to to infer on some level. But if there's an opportunity to know rather than guess, that is going to be a wise investment um, because now you can. Uh, make your your future investments um, um, more strategically, and not only that, but a, a lot of people look at their digital marketing campaign as a um, a cost just for digital marketing when in fact, when we do things like develop personas and and, uh, and you know define target audiences for our clients, so much of that is applicable to their offline marketing efforts as well.
1: Oh, and to to even the the structure of the business and the company, um, in addition to all their marketing. I mean, sometimes facets. we get
0: into you know we're, we're building a new website and we realize this company needs a, an updated brand. You know, and, and some people are very attached to their old, out-of-date logos and stuff. But but as much as we can convince people to um, update themselves and um, modernize themselves,
1: make themselves it- relevant. And again, it all goes back to the target audience. If your target audience looks at your logo and thinks 1975, that is going to make no connection with them. They're going to think they're out. You are outdated. You're not relevant. You don't know what's going on. And ultimately, that logo that you've loved for the last forty years is destroying your online reputation—not only online, I should say—your your entire reputation, your brand.
0: So, when you're looking at you know making an investment in digital marketing, um, you know I think it's just important just to kind of wrap things up here. I think it's important to um, consider the fact that if if you're working with uh, a, a good agency, that many of their efforts. Are going to also help you offline. It's going to help you make better business decisions uh, in the future.
1: It's going to help you define your business. Uh, and it's just asking these questions and getting you to think about them and really putting it down on paper is going to help you focus your campaigns and your overall business strategy in the future. And that is invaluable. that That is high value marketing. Research right there.
0: So hopefully we've given some insight today into um, the costs that go into digital marketing and where where those costs come from, um, the things that are important to consider when you are uh, looking for a digital marketing agency to work with or any marketer in general. And um, And as always, we, we welcome your questions. You can send your questions to breakingbusiness business at our Tonic web. Dot .com that's going to go straight to me and uh we we hope for some more questions on this topic so that we can uh, make sure we're talking about the things that matter to you and uh and and uh we you know please send us your questions so that we can uh continue to focus on the right things going forward if there's anything today that we left unanswered or um, i mean it's a huge topic i'm sure we left many things unanswered we but we probably
1: talk about this for quite a while it, it may have you know jogged something in your in your mind though um a question or a concern you might have and yeah. definitely we want to hear those yeah let
0: let us know what you're thinking so that we can uh respond to that accordingly and so with that we'll, we'll wrap this up thanks again to danielle for joining me on this podcast
1: thank you for having me it was very enjoyable
0: and continue to break your business
1: thank you for listening to breaking business the podcast that disrupts traditional thinking for even more information on breaking your business, visit us at ArtonicWeb.com.